Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into being the badass in business you were born to be. And today, as always, I have another awesome guest. David, I met this man at an event in San Diego and completely fell in love with him because he is just so present, so real, raw, and authentic, which completely resonates with my brand and how I love showing up in business, that I had to bring him on the show so that you guys could meet him. So welcome to the Inner Dominatrix. Gosh, thank you so much. What an intro. You're hired. You're awesome. You're with me. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> A whole new gig. All right. Yeah. Yeah, add that to my spare 10 minutes, right? <laughs> we were laughing about that ahead of time. There's always people that have great ideas for you. You, know, you should do X, Y, Z. It's like, yeah, that's great. That's really in the plan. you know. And so many people just have their own agenda and keep coming at you. I know we were talking before we hit record about connecting, about mm-hmm. people who do stupid shit on social media. So yeah. Yeah, we have some opinions on that. We sure do. And I think social media has given people, or they think that social media gives you permission. And I'm all about, and so are you, you've got permission. You don't need my permission. But it seems like we've misconstrued that social media has given us permission to like violate each other in very bizarre ways. Like it makes no sense. People come at you all the time with the most ridiculous offers and things. (laughs) And my favorite, like I had this whole keynote, it's called delivering value, delivering vision over value. And because this whole adding value thing, I think we've taken it way too far. Mm -hmm. And so here's the perfect example. It was what we were laughing about before. So I'm doing the squat challenge. Okay. So I'm literally like, I'm 30 days of squats and there's like variety of squats. It's great. Okay. I did like a time-lapse video and that's every day I do a time-lapse video and I release it because I'm committed for myself to being audaciously visible unapologetically right now because I have to be the example. That's the name of my book coming out. So I better show it, right? Hopefully. So, right. So, um, and I don't mean this like as a criticism of the person who reached out to me to say this. It's just funny to me, right? So the, remember, these are time-lapse videos of me doing squats. So it's warp speed, ridiculous, okay? <laughs> see all the detail. And someone reaches out to me and says, hey, I see that you're committed to your health. And I think that's awesome. And I just wanted to let you know that I think you should come in for a free session so that I can work on some of the like mechanics of your squats because <laughs> I'm seeing some really like not good stuff. And I'm kind of like, that's nice. Uh, kind of like what we were saying, like, let me, let me work that in because you know that. So anytime you approach someone with something like that, and like I said, this person is a friend and I, I, I appreciate them completely. But at the same time, it's like, I don't have an hour to come to your location. Now, if you said, why don't we hang out for coffee and I'll show you a couple of things or send me a video, right? Right. Like deliver it right away. Yeah. But how about you also ask or just like build some rapport first? Is that a concern of yours? Right. Because so the reason I did the squat challenge, one, because I hate squats. And I know my limitations. I have very limited ankle flexibility. So I know that my form... So remember... 
Um, well, your, your listeners don't know. I owned a, a hot yoga studio for a hot minute, which was the worst experience of my life in Toronto, <laughs> downtown Toronto. Um, story for another time. But, you know, so I know form and I know all of that stuff, but it's a 30-day squat challenge and I did it on like time-lapse video. So don't come yeah. at me with the value that you think that you're going to provide because all you're doing is turning me off. Yeah. And so I think people do this a lot right? They try to be, and I've done it too, mm -hmm. uh, because you, you get ahead of yourself or, you know, there's an influencer or someone that you see rising up and you want to help them, right? Mm -hmm. But how do you know if they don't have a team already on that, or maybe their team really sucks, but you can't just go at them and say, by the way, really bad, but I can help you. <laughs> it, it's not, you know, it's, yeah, it's cool. so ego driven. And, uh, you know, I've been there too. I, you know, it's like, I had all the answers. I was going to fix all your problems. I can see where you're broken. And mm -hmm. it's just so ugly because a, you're telling the other person that they're, that they're broken, which is so mean. Maybe they're not. And maybe they don't right. care. Exactly. Maybe they're being unapologetic about just showing up how they're going to show up today. Yes. And maybe their booty is not in the right position when they're doing a squat and that's okay. <laughs> yes. Right. Like now I think there's a limit, like, you know, the story of, um, Oh, what's his name? Tarek El Musa on flipper flop where the nurse saw a lump on his neck and she reached out to the shore, somehow found him online and said, Hey, you need to go to the doctor right away. And he ended up having like, you know, cancerous tumor and, you know, so that was good. Deliver value if you see something like that. But yeah. she, you know, that's different, like in the interest of someone. But I don't know. I think like on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, it happens all the time. I have people coming at me all the time. What about mm -hmm. this one? Let's, let's just talk about this for a hot second. So someone reached out to me recently and said, hey, rising influencer, you've got like 16,000 followers and all this stuff. We'd love to feature you on our magazine. And I'm like, love it. Great. We love a magazine. Of course, Absolutely. I asked him like, is there an investment or, you know, like mm -hmm. just to be clear, Let's said, nope, totally free. I'm like, great. I'm in. What's the next steps? He sends me a link to this, like, it's like a choose your own adventure, do it yourself magazine. So I have to write the article about myself to be in this magazine. And when I'm looking a little deeper, essentially what it is is a blog on this person. Like it's this person's personal blog. Okay. And, but he's not writing any of the content. Like he's getting all these other people to write content about themselves. And there's a couple of things that I've been featured in that are similar to this. And I'm kind of like, what's the best way to make, feel, to make someone not feel special? Yeah. Write your own article and we're going to feature you. Like how, how am yeah. I supposed to endorse that? We're, and we're going to put it on our website, but then you get to promote it. Right. So there's eyeballs on it who so are already here? following you. Right. This is the part that I'm kind of mm. like, so now my tribe is going to follow your podcast or your blog your or blog. whatever it is, right? Yeah. Which is fine. It's but totally fine. For them to be able to have that following. Yeah. Like, how is that? Like, I don't know. Right. Your questions on a Google form is not an interview. Right. I'm just saying. Right. So, <laughs> and I don't feel special. Now, <laughs> someone else reached out to me and they have this magazine that they're starting and they actually did. She had a 30 minute, because that's all it takes. She did a 30 minute call with me. She went on my website. She went on my social media. She wrote up this wonderful article, asked me mm -hmm. to send her five photos that I wanted. 
And now I'm going to be like one of the features in this August. So to coincide with my launch and all this stuff. Yay. Now that's a feature and I feel special. Right. And here's the key. Here's the key. I actually want to spread the word for them. Yes. Right. And I want to tell my friends, I'm like, hey, you should interview this person. You should, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's adding value to someone's life. It is. Right. And, and that piece of, I think you really hit the nail on the head of making somebody feel special, that that's really the value that we can be providing to people as opposed to trying to, you know, give them content or give them something that they've never asked for. When you make somebody feel like you've connected with them, that you, you're loving up on them, it's like, hey, I see you're doing this and I think this is totally awesome. Even just right. that, just genuinely so being people, nice. Yeah. Hello. People want to be seen and heard. Yes. People want to be celebrated. I'm like yes. obsessed with celebration. You I, you know, the part of the reason that I've built the success that I have since I immigrated to the US from Toronto, like it's like starting all over again. I'm 42. Like this has not been an easy road, you know. Mm. Um, not that I guess moving gets harder as you get older, but it, it, you know, when you have to start over again and I left a very secure job and I left everything behind and had to build from scratch. And one of the game changing aspects has been that I celebrate like a crazy person. I celebrate when things don't work. Mm. because if you know that something didn't work, I think that's worth celebrating because you have awareness. So I have a friend who um, I was mentoring for some time last year and still am, I guess, to this day, he looks up to me and he had a call with somebody who's a newer coach and he calls me. He's like, Oh, I'm never going to do that again. I'm so pissed off at myself. I said, what happened? He says, I told this person I would coach them for $200 a month. And he's like, I'm like disgusted with myself. And I said, wow, are you going to shake your ass and celebrate? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just disgusted. I'm like, good, because the fact that you're disgusted, let me ask you this. Will you ever do that again? And he was like, no. And I'm like, you need to celebrate because you know you're worth more than $200 a month. Yeah. Some people never get there. Some yeah. people aren't disgusted with themselves, underpricing themselves, way underpricing themselves, right? So, and, you know, and sometimes I, think, I love the fact that you're you're saying that about celebrating the failures because I'm I'm all for that too. It's like a there is no such thing as a failure, but if we're gonna have to call it that, let's celebrate it so that you get every juicy nugget morsel learning, you know, bit from it, and you know, move into, okay, I will never do that again. Well, you know what's so interesting with failure too? So I was one of those keener kids. I was extraordinary. Um, I didn't really struggle at anything except phys ed. Story for another time. Um, <laughs> I hated it. Oh, hated it. Like, I had every excuse to get out of phys ed, let me tell you. <laughs> I, there was nothing that I could do to get more than a C plus. I just wasn't whatever man enough. I wasn't whatever. Like nobody ever taught me anything. And we had a pool at my school. So you can imagine how horrifying in high school mm. that was like, yeah. give me a break. But, um, so being superlative or whatever, you know, I was like a child prodigy in music and all, all kinds of crazy stuff. And I don't say that to like impress people. Right. Um, and everyone expects he's going to say impress upon you, but I don't do that. So, um, <sighs> You, I graduated, this is true story, I graduated from university with honors and I realized as a composer, 
I was not actually fluent in reading bass clef in music. And I thought, hold on a second. What, what happened here? I, because I was just so good at everything, but I never, no one ever really broke things down for me. No one ever forced me to fail at things. No one ever challenged me beyond my capacity. Mm. That's not 100% true because people did challenge me, but maybe not enough. And I guess the point that I'm trying to make is failure is really the best training ground. We, We don't learn when we're just superlative, when we have wins all the time. We don't understand why that worked. Mm hmm now you have a failure. Like when my yoga studio failed, I can tell a lot of business owners, especially in the yoga space or any fitness space, what not to do yes. and, and what to do because we did everything wrong. <laughs> I love it. But I would I never have it. known that, you know? Yeah. I, you know, it's amazing how similar our story, where our stories overlap because, you know, I, it was really easy for me in school. Most of the time I just didn't, I, I tried to fail. I actually tried to fail high school. Um, they wouldn't fail me because they were like, we know you can do this. And so I did not actually hand in enough assignments to pass, but they still passed me. And, and it was, so it was just a funny little ironic thing. And then in business, I bankrupted a million dollar business. And so I, you know, I totally get it. I know what not to do. I know what doesn't work. And I can see really clearly where I wasn't standing in my power and why this is so important for people in business. Oh my God. And yeah, cause that's, I mean, that's your jam, right? Stand, oh my God, standing in my power. Like, you know, the reason you know this, the reason why my book is called Being Unapologetic, it's not because I am unapologetic. It's because I'm the absolute opposite. So one, I have Canadian-itis and I say sorry for everything. <laughs> and two, like I just got sick and tired. I waited until I was 33 years old to come out to my biological family mm. and was disowned. And I like, what a waste of time. Yeah. Valuable, precious, miracle time. Yeah. And no more. And so I, exactly, that's the reason why my yoga studio went bankrupt because I was not standing in my power. I did not say, I did not speak up when I knew something stank. Mm -hmm. You know, when we, our big mistake was, you know, the deal find era was at its heyday. Oh my goodness. That was so when you're giving away, you give away yeah. 17 cent yoga, no one's going to value it. No. Meanwhile, it's like $10,000 a month rent. And then people just said, oh, when's your next deal? And I'm like, this is $10,000. Like, okay, no problem. We'll come back. And the, the studio across the street has a deal. We'll be back when you have one. Right. Uh, and then we went bankrupt. I mean, yeah. but I knew like the deal, it just, none of it sounded right. And you just kind of like, I don't know, you know, like, and but isn't you get that swept so up in the promise, right? You get swept up in that. Oh, well it's going to. And I think when Groupon first, first came out, there was the, there was a few people, those very, very early adopters actually made money on it. And everybody That's else behind, once all the other deals came along, that was when everybody lost money because all you got was the coupon clippers. Right. And they don't want to pay full price. And you no. devalue yourself again. You are proving yeah. to your customers or whoever, right? The yeah. people you serve. I'm, I, I actually am only worth this much, but I'm going to mark it up this much. Right. And it just makes no sense. It, yeah. It, yeah. Not, not cool. Uh, yeah. I, so I, just, I just, I just love learn. that you're willing to be candid about what worked, what didn't, you know, Oof, we, so much didn't work. <laughs> 
I know. We and to this know. day, like I tell people, you know, people come at me, the ones who aren't trying to deliver value to me, they say, oh my God, David, you're crushing it. And I'm like, I am? I'm like, <laughs> two people, randomly, two people actually in two different parts of the world yesterday messaged me on Facebook and said, oh my God, you're like crushing it. You're like, and I was like, <laughs> I have a no, let me be clear. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just being 100% committed to being myself. Yes. And that's what I've discovered really, really works. And that's why the way I work with people and very similar to the way you work with people, there's no formula or blueprint really. It's really looking at who you're working with, who's in front of you and discovering their miracle Mm -hmm. and figuring, okay, how do we shine the light on this and develop it so that they can then go ahead and deliver themselves the best way to the rest of the world. And whether that's in sales or in presentation or in whatever it is, relationships, whatever it is, there really is no one answer. No. So when are we going to start really like waking up to these digital marketers who are like, I'm going to 10X this and 10X that. <laughs> okay. We all know it's going to be 10X something, right? Yes. And you're going to get 10, they're going to put a $10,000 price tag of, but you're only going to pay $97 oh, yeah. or whatever. Oh, and it's like, Please. Why are we still falling for this crap? Because it why? still works. That's why it's still, there's still that emotional hook and the neuropsychology behind it is fascinating. Like I love the neuropsychology as long as I'm not actually having to write an exam. Let's <laughs> just be clear. <laughs> I will study no. it all day long as long as I'm not being tested. But there is an actual wiring in the brain that when you are presented with that, it's $10,000, it's this, and then all of a sudden, oh, but wait, for you today only, it's nine ninety seven. The brain, the reptilian brain actually gets fired off and yeah. it does actually spark something. So for people to be willing to override that initial reaction and realize, oh, that's appealing to my reptilian brain, let me drop in and actually check and see whether intuitively there's value beyond- what they're doing. Yeah. Is this going to work? You just talked about this, actually. You just did a Facebook live about this. I I saw that. Probably. Talking about dropping in and like, does this, is this thing going to actually work for me or am I just like on the bandwagon, right? Like, is this course or whatever doodad that they're selling a good idea? I'm always, I'm always talking. That's a core piece for me to really get people connected to their intuition and knowing it's like, trusting that intuitive voice as opposed to do I want the big shiny object that they're promising? Because yes, you want the shiny object, but will they deliver? And the way that you know is to trust your intuition. And the other, I thought like ask myself the question now before I, like I'm on a course diet because- (laughs) For you. (laughs) Do you have time to do that course? Right. Like they're giving you like- I recently purchased a course. This is why I'm a course diet. I forget. It's something ridiculous, like 87 modules. Who Who, needs that? Who has time? Who has time? Condense it down. Give me the Coles notes. Right. And then you get disappointed because you go in, like you feel broken when all they are is like recordings of some live event. And it's like, wait a second. I've been completely bamboozled. That's not a training. Okay. So, but it's interesting now, sometimes I will buy things, um, knowing what's going on because I want to reverse engineer why it worked so I can go and help. That's different. 
You know, yeah. it's, it's what's behind the scenes. I'm, I love watching people's funnels. It's the same thing. It's that reverse oh. engineering. What are they doing? So as I'm watching their sales pitch, I love looking at, you know, where do I get hooked in? And then reverse engineer, why is that working? And then adding in the authenticity to that to make it really powerful so that people can feel that hook, feel that pull, feel the scarcity because you still need it. I hate doing that, but you need it. You need it. Yeah. People don't take action otherwise. They don't. I, you know, it's funny. I really learned that when um, I was not even a citizen yet. I'm not a citizen, a resident. I wasn't not a resident yet. And I uh, invested in like a $7,500 coaching package and, you know, coming from Canada, for all intents and purposes, they could have asked for $5 million US because the exchange is mental. <laughs> so I had no way to legally make money in the country yet. And I signed up for a coaching program. Wow. And it was fascinating to me. I mean, $7,500 is a big chunk of change. And for people who didn't one pay it, they, um, well, I tried to one pay it first. And the, anyway, it's a long story. It was 10000 if you spread it out. So right. $10,000. And it was astounding to me how many people, and it was basic accountability coaching really, how many people just could not stick to doing the simple task of filling out a form that said, what's your goal this week? And what are you going to do? And who are you going to be in order to achieve that goal? Most of the people did not. And then they would come at me and say, oh my God, you're just lucky. And I'm like, uh, no, I yeah. actually did the work. Like it's a crazy easy person. for you. It's easy. It's Not tough easy. for me. And it's oh just so easy for you. Oh my God. I was pissed I off for people? six months. Let me tell you, I was pissed off for six months that I had to make sure that these forms were handed in at the right time. And people in my group, I'm like, did you hand in your form? And they're like, no, I didn't hand in my form. I'm like, but there's like rules. Like, why are you not following the rules? <laughs> this is interesting. I learned actually in yoga when I started practicing yoga very seriously. Yeah. You know, the way you show up anywhere is the way you show up everywhere, right? right? And I started to notice like on my mat, it exposes everything. Yoga exposes mm. completely as a fraud in your life. And for example, like if you're a smoker or something and you need to take breaks or you don't see things through, you won't hold the poses. You'll start to like break the poses mm. or you'll take extra water breaks or you'll notice people who have like a mess around their mat or they can't like leave their phone out of the yoga room or something like that. Yeah. That's how you're going to show up everywhere in life. Yeah. Right. And I started to notice like when I went through this accountability, I'm like, okay, I'm going to clean up everything. And I'm going to get radically accountable to myself. That's how I started to build success. I mean, there's no secret here. No one's going to hand you anything. Mm -hmm. The coach in that program did not make me a success. No. They offered me an opportunity and I took the opportunity mm -hmm. and I started to build my own success, you know? And I think people just get sucked into like, oh my God, you're going to make me. And then of course, all the people who didn't get successful and thought I was lucky complain <laughs> about the program. And I would be like, oh, I have zero tolerance for this because show me your forms. Did you do your forms? Yeah. Are you doing the work? Yeah. No? Well, then what are you complaining about? You know, like you're a mess. Sorry. You yeah. Know? It's, yeah. I mean, for I me, that's that people being really hooked into the victim mentality. Oh. And, you know, if we can break people of the habit of being in that victim space, then, then you're actually going to take some action. You're going to like start moving forward. You're going to do those things. So you recognized and probably too, that it was painful enough 
like sometimes the, the price point of a, of a package, whatever it is that you're doing, it's just got to be painful enough that you're going to follow through on the action that they're asking you to do and then you'll be successful. Yeah. It's sad. I, it's sure. funny because I, I have someone that just signed up for personal one-on-one coaching and um, for their talk and they haven't scheduled a session yet and it's a time-limited thing. Oh my God. Oh my God. That drives me crazy. Uh, Having to chase but, people to book their sessions? Seriously? But I realize, you know, when you just said that too, it's like, well, the problem is it, the stakes weren't high enough. It needed to be mm. higher. And it wasn't, it wasn't 200 bucks. Like my friend made no. that mistake. It was several thousand dollars. But I know for me that it probably should have been higher because this person is not taking action. And they have a huge speaking engagement at the end of August, beginning of September, I think. So they have pressure and still they're not doing it. So now I'm having the conversation in my head. Do I, like they signed a contract, they know everything, mm-hmm. they know what they get. Do I have to go chase them or do I just sit and be like, because I've already said, here's the link, schedule your calls. This should be one every week. No calls. So I don't know, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, I'd be tempted to send them an email and just say, hey, I noticed you haven't booked your calls. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And right. I think that's what I'm going to do. I just, but I feel like I've already done that once. Have and you? so it's kind of like, Mm, All right. Send them over to me. I'll kick know. them in. Put them in shape. Right. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk okay. to Nice. <laughs> I'll whip them in shape and then send them back to you and they'll come and finish Perfect. their talk. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting, the psychology around things. And, you know, and I've been there. I'm not going to pretend that I am just so great. You know, I'd be that person with the mess around my yoga you know, I'm the one who shows up. I, I sit down at the coffee shop and I'm like three spots, you know, cause right, I just right, have right. to sprawl. Right. I am that person. Uh-huh. And uh, even, you know, I look around my desk. Yep. Lots of stuff, lots of too much on the go always, but I'm also continually like, okay, how do I improve this? How do I improve this? Let's, like, let's just right. tackle one little thing at a time. Uh, I still managed somehow to always make a good living and I still managed to always show up with, you know, my pants on the right direction. So it's not so bad. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. The celebrations. Right. right. It's the little things. Yeah. <laughs> I put pants on today. <laughs> yeah. The right way. I love the it. The right way. Yeah. You know, not that it would matter on most of my stuff that I do because I'm only on camera for a year. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the entrepreneurial mullet, you know, dressed really nice hair, makeup, everything from the, from waist up, waist down. Probably I have a friend who's known as like the underwearpreneur or, so, or <laughs> something like that because he does all of his, and he's very, he wears these like, he's sponsored. Like people send him crazy boxer shorts oh my to God. wear. And once in a while he'll just flash down and be like, oh, thanks to the sponsor who sent these like pickles all over my whatever, you know, like. <laughs> he's like, I don't need to wear pants. Why? It's hot. I just wear boxers. <laughs> hey, whatever works for you. He you owns know? it. Yeah, he owns it. And totally you know what? It. He has a huge tribe and he's super successful. He's so, he can do what he wants, you know? You know, I mean, that's a great thing these days is that the sky is the limit of what yeah, it is possible for you to do, how you show up, but coming down to being authentic and true yeah. to who you are. What, what is your yeah. brand? What is your voice? And be that. 100%. And, and let's just qualify like really authentic, not the digital marketer authentic. Oh, because please, we all yes. understand listeners, right? That that word is being used as a Way hook. overused. 
way yeah. overused. I'm so how would you describe authentic? It's who you are, not who you think you need to be for your audience, not who you think you need to be, uh, you know, for your ideal prospects. Mm. None of that. It's like, who did you arrive in this world as? And this is what I, I, I teach people, and, and the book talks a lot about this, is trying to figure out your why is an external and a bit of a mind F, right? Because you're always, you're, like, you're looking around, where's my why? What's my why? I don't know what my why is. What if instead you asked, who am I and who have I always been? Now, kind of like what Steve Jobs says, you're connecting the dots by looking back oh. at the breadcrumbs that you've dropped. Because you expose yourself in the good, the bad, and the ugly times of your life. So, for example, for me, when I looked back, one of the earliest memories I have of being in kindergarten was when I, you know, stood up on my on this chair and I ordered the girls to be like, "You're my Monday date, and you're my Tuesday girlfriend, and you're my Wednesday girlfriend." And like, I was a born leader and a speaker. I took over things. Like, I was just that person. But struggling with being gay and all this stuff through my life, I. I fell in and out of that power. Mm. But when I look back at the reality, there were so many moments where I was a leader, I was a speaker, I was an influencer, I was a visionary, always as a kid, you know? And it's evident for everybody. Some people, like I had a client and she's like, oh, but I'm so different than when I was a kid. I'm like, really? Let's take a look. And she remembered an incident. She says, I don't think this means anything. And she said, I remember losing this, coin that my a loony that my uncle gave me and we were on the ferry and it went overboard and I was crushed and I said okay so what does that mean to you and she's like and as we started to unpack it she started to realize her entire life she would hold on to things that actually had no real value like external things mm -hmm. but she placed this ridiculous value on external things and if she lost something externally like her whole day was turned upside down, ruined. She was like, you know, she turned into a monster. Wow. And so there you go. Like, you know who you are your whole time. So when you know who you are, you can start to figure out, okay, well, what is the impact on my life, right? And who do I need to be for the rest of the world in order to uh, share my miracle with them or my vision? And I think when you understand who you are, you can really start to understand your why um, and, and how to deliver that to the world more effectively. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, it's recently I've been really looking back um, for myself and my story and, and realizing that, you know, like all as far back as I can remember, I was always the one counseling everybody. I was the one everybody came to, told their story, told their woes, and then left feeling better. And, you know, I pretty much every lunch hour at high school, I was doing counseling. <laughs> it was, it's, it's pretty wild, you know, all the people and all the people who'd been through abuse or, you know, feeling neglected and, and the, the themes that showed up. It's so fascinating how there's these themes that show up over and over and over again. And so when I finally decided to go for coaching, I, I took it and I said, okay, it's not what do I love to do? And what would I do for free? It was what am I already doing for free? what am I already giving away all the time? And it was always that coaching. It was always the, you know, wanting people to really step in and let go of feeling broken. 
The other thing that's interesting, see, I love that because it also exposes the point that often we're the last to know. Mm-hmm. So what are people coming to you for over and over again? Right? Yes. Even, like as a high school student, people are coming to you for counseling and whatever that is, holding space for them, right? Mm-hmm. And so, because I've had throughout as a teacher, like all, my friends would tell me, it was like, oh, David, you are like a leader. You, you, um, a, a few people throughout my life have told me, you um, bring the best out in people. And most recently, someone in the shaman world said, um, you trick people into the light. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting way to put it. And as I do look back on my life, that's really what it is. I do. I trick people into coming into the light, into standing in the spotlight, into standing on stage and being able to be celebrated. You know, my line that I say all the time is, if I have anything to do with it, it's over my dead body that you would leave this world without the same standing ovation you arrived with. Mm. And it all comes down to that. Like, you are that. a miracle, no matter which way you look at it. And you deserve the standing ovation. You deserve the spotlight. You were put here to be in your spotlight. Oh, so what awesome. are you waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, you say those words and you can feel, at least I can, I can just, I can just feel the passion, the drive, the commitment, and the heart that that you have with that statement. It's just like... I've, I don't know. I feel all warm and fuzzy inside. It's great. Thank you. And you know, it's, that's the other thing is, you know, in the secret and Celestine prophecy and um, uh, Esther Hicks, they all talk about this, right? Is emotions are the compass. And so I know that I'm in alignment with myself and true to my miracle and who I am, because every time I say it, I feel warm and fuzzy and I get chills and goosebumps every time. doesn't matter how many times I say it. Oh. And so I know, okay, if emotions are the compass, they're saying, ding, 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 yes, right? So pay attention yeah. to that. Like, if you're not getting goosebumps, I feel sorry for you. What can you do? Because I was numb for a lot of my life. No, So in 2011, my house was hit by lightning and burnt to the ground. Oh and I goodness. remember, yeah, watching it burn to the ground. And I had no emotion. All these people around me, my neighbor, her house was fine. She's crying. And I'm looking at these people. I'm like, God, you people are whack. Like, what is going on with you? Why do you have all these emotions? And I had no emotions. Wow. And so I knew, well, this is a problem. And so I started to rediscover who I was. And I, I, I involved myself in experiences that would cause me to feel. Because I think if you don't have feelings and you don't have that emotional compass working, how are you ever going to know if you are living your purpose, if you're doing the work that you need to be doing, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of people, I'm sure you see this a lot. A lot of people are numb. They just don't, they have no idea. Yeah. What feels good or what doesn't feel good or, you know. Well, I think, I think, I think a lot of people are scared to feel. They're scared that they're going to be overwhelmed by the feeling. So it's, it's safer or it seems safer to just shut it all off as opposed to the possibility of being overwhelmed. And they forget that they actually have complete control over it. You get choice as to how much of it you experience at one time. But to cut yourself off, you cut yourself off from all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly at the same time. Yeah. But if you commit to like, I want to feel good, because I think 
I mean, ultimately, I believe that's sort of the contract with evolution, God, whoever, the unicorn that gave us this life, <laughs> whatever, um, you know, is like, we're meant to feel good. Like, we want to feel good. And so, like you said, what is possible then if you started to, so I celebrate five to 10 times a day. I put it on my phone. I tell everybody about this. I set my alarm on my phone five to 10 times a day. And when it goes off, I celebrate. I have my little contract for myself that I say that I repeat a few times and then I get up and I shake my ass. And, you know, Tony Robbins, top trainer, um, Joseph McClendon III says this. He's like, it is impossible. He says, try it. I dare you. Even in your chair, shake your ass a little bit. It's impossible not to change your, sh- your state when you do that, when you move your hips around. It's kind of like, oh, okay, all right, you know? Yep. And so I do it now five to 10 times a day, oh, obsessively. Because it's like the reset button every yeah. time. I want to feel good. Okay, so do something to feel good. Now, if you're stuck and want to feel bad, that's great, but you have a choice right? Yeah. So. Here's a really simple tool. I love this. this is entirely within your control. Right. We all have a phone handy. We can yeah. put, do you use an app to, to have that set up or do you just have alarms in your day? Yeah. I just set alarms multiple times through the day. Oh, so okay. I wake up and I look at my calendar. I'm like, okay, I have a call here and a call here. I'm going to set, you know, like, oh, okay. So you schedule them. Yeah. I just schedule it out every day. Oh, you know? okay. It's brilliant. It's so simple. I mean, you don't need equipment really. Everybody's got an ass, I think, <laughs> you know, and it's awesome, you know, so simple. And, and anytime like I, so part of my commitment to myself this year is to be unmessable because I am easily messed. And I'm sure a lot of people that you work with have that issue too, right? We are messed easily. We're messed yeah. with something happens. My husband will say something and then my day is ruined, right? But that's my <laughs> choice. Yes. He didn't mean to ruin my day you know, that he doesn't, you know. And so what if I'm unmessable? And so I remind myself in my little contract that I say to myself five to 10 times a day that I am unmessable. You know, one of the other things that I'm working on more this year is to be joyful and positive. Because I think naturally, because of my upbringing, uh, immigrant household, not that it was bad, I had a great upbringing, but it was inherently negative, right? Yeah, Worst case scenario always. Yes. And then let's work back from there, which is right. okay, but I'm inherently negative. So I want to be more positive. So I program myself multiple times a day. I want to be joyful. You know, I want to be positive. So simple, simple little things. And then you just shake it. Oh, mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking we need a visual of that. You know? It's like mm. People keep asking me. They're like, we need to see it. I'm like, you got your own ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. That make a great Facebook live. <laughs> <Y'all go day. laughs> I'm doing it. It's called the squat challenge. The next 27 days, 26. <laughs> oh, you've just started. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. And are you gradually increasing with the squat challenge? Is that the, is that yeah, the- they, so what I love about this is they, every day they say, here's what you need to do. Cause I love oh, that. Okay. Sometimes I just like to be told what to do. I don't want to have to think about it. Super <laughs> yes. easy. Like do 10 of these and 10 of these. It's easy, you know? So, and there's a prize. Who doesn't want to win a hundred dollars to squat their month away? I mean, come on now, you know, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I'm supporting a friend who's doing it. So, um, <laughs> I love that. and I want to get better at squats. So yeah. There you go. Win, win all around. Exactly. Yeah. 
And there's something about physically strengthening your body. I mean, they've shown the connection. When you physically strengthen your body, you strengthen your resiliency, you strengthen your endurance in business, you strengthen your emotional endurance, all of it. So, you know, we're not disconnected. You, you want to have strength in the body, strength in your oh, emotions, yeah. strength in your business, and, you know, being a badass in all of it so that your life runs with a lot more ease. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like we said, you show up everywhere. And so I just started this thing. It's called nine round. It's like, um, a boxing circuit, kind of like CrossFit, but not as insane. Okay. You CrossFit people, but oh, that's a whole, a whole other cult all to itself. A little bit crazy. Little. Um, so this cult is a little less, um, uh, terrible on the body. <laughs> And I mean that with love, but, um, so it's like you do nine rounds and it's a 20 set plus a final round. So it's like 30 minutes. And I love that because ain't nobody got time. Right. And it's interesting because, you know, sometimes I'll try to quit early on something. And I also noticed, this is an interesting one. The bell goes off in the, what, so each thing is three minutes. You get a 30 second warning at the end of the round. And sometimes you're like punching a bag or you're kicking or jump rope, all kinds of things, all sort of boxing related. Right. And I notice with me, the last 30 second bell goes off every time and I push hard. So how do I show up everywhere in my life? When there's a deadline, right in the final moments, I like come to life. But I'm not like, I, I need that deadline to like get me there, right? I'm not a procrastinator, but I know, and like I said, I've seen it now even on this, I've only been doing it two weeks and I notice as soon as that bell goes off, I turn into like Thor. And I'm like, wow. yeah, okay, all right, yeah. Punch, 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 punch. I'm like, where was that in minute one? You know, interesting, right? So that's yeah. information for me, which I'm celebrating, of course. I'm celebrating it right now, shaking my boobs. Uh, and I'm like, okay, so how can I even that out? Because obviously, you know, you get stressed in work if you leave things to the last minute and things like that. So how can I start to change that. So maybe, you know, in the boxing gym at the circuit, I will start doing, maybe I'll go hard in the first minute. I'm going to just experiment and see how that feels. Right. Cause right now what it feels like is I hate everything. Right. They'll, they'll tell me, okay, this is what you're doing at this station. I'm like, Ooh, I hate that. Okay. <laughs> and it takes me two and a half minutes to get into it being like, okay, I'm just going to do it. You know, to convince myself. It's just all information. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. So this has been an absolute delight. We've, you know, just wandered down. I, you know, we never know where we're going to go here. Yeah, I love it. So any kind of um, parting thoughts, parting wisdom, things you want to share? Um, shake your ass. Okay. I think that you, that's very essential. Do it a lot multiple times per day. And it doesn't have to be some big thing. It just, it really does, you know, find opportunities to celebrate who you are. And that know that you're always doing the best that you can. So mm. just celebrate the fact that you're doing the best that you can. And also, you know, who you are matters. Whether you look at it, like I said, from a God perspective, from a unicorn perspective, from a science perspective, it's a miracle. Yeah. Scientifically, we are a miracle. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, spiritually, we are a miracle. So start acting like one. What are you waiting for? to be the miracle that you are, you know, and someone is waiting for you. The, something that you can do, only you can do out of the 7 billion in this world, they're waiting for you. 
And is it worth it if you could save one person's life or transform someone or make their day just one, that mm-hmm. one person is waiting for you? What are you waiting for? You're ready now to go and deliver your vision and your miracle to the world. I love it. And I am so glad you joined me. So where do people find you? What would you like to you know, put a little spotlight on what you're doing? Um, so the hub of everything in my world is at one simple website, David Speaks. So David with an E, because remember, my parents loved um, uh, Wheel of Fortune, so I got a bonus vowel. So <laughs> D-A-V-I-D-E speaks.com. <laughs> and you can connect with me there. There's free trainings. You can follow me on my uh, YouTube channel. Take a look at the new book, Being Unapologetic. Come on the speaker experience at sea next year. We're sailing to oh. Iceland in May of 2019 all sorts of cool stuff. And that's always up to date. So up to date, davidspeaks.com. I love it. So David, David, ah, see, I see your name and I want to say David, which is exactly what people do to my last name. Right. Right. <laughs> but you're not. I've been called worse. So I take that's it, good. whatever. Okay. Whatever. As long as they just don't call you late for dinner. Exactly. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with me. I really, really appreciate everything that you're doing. And I think you rock. Thank you. And I feel the same about you, my friend. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for tuning in to the Inner Dominatrix podcast, the show that gets you stepping into being the badass in business you were born to be. All right. If you have not downloaded the app, make sure that you get over to Apple or the Google Play Store and download the free app. Have a search for Dana Ferrant Inner Power and you will have immediate access to way more tips and tools, all the things that you need stepping into your power and really exponentially growing your business.